So we have a special guest here uh, who was listening as we came in. Yep. As, as he's driving up and saying we're talking about a lot of fun stuff. And he doesn't want it to get too serious. So we're going to keep it light. Chidi Ahana, too. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Chidi. You doing all right, man? Doing all right, man. Just rolled out of bed Sunday. <laughs> nice. Sunday, you right? just rolled out of bed? Yeah, I rolled out of bed and uh, had to rest up to come to your show, man. <laughs> now, what, and, uh, what time do you go to sleep? Uh, whenever I pass out my recliner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Midnight? I, I don't really go to sleep. Like, I just kind of pass out wherever okay. I'm sitting. <laughs> you know, that's when you know you're getting old. When you just oh, I understand. Wake up, you're like, oh, damn, I'm yeah, still in the same I'm still the same spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to do some things, <laughs> yeah. and then I, well... Yeah, I sleep. I like to sleep, too. Yeah. And uh, I sleep on my couch a lot and probably more so than my, my actual bed sometimes. Yeah. So, Chidi, uh, Chidi and I played together for many, for quite a few years. How many years did you get in the league? You got, you got in the... I got uh, 12. That, which is amazing. Wow. Good for yeah. you. In bro. this day and age. Yeah, yeah that's Ian, Ian didn't think I was going to make when I was a freshman because I couldn't get around <laughs> him. So... He's like, you, you, you're not ready, Rook. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't make it sound like I talk crap. I, don't, I didn't talk crap, did I? Well, well come Wait a little bit. Yeah. Wait a little bit. Like, <laughs> what you hear in the radio station is pretty much what we got in the locker room. That's it, pretty much, you know. Um, now, you know, speak of the locker room, and we're going to bring up a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, speaking of the locker room, uh, you know, love you to death like a brother, a love worn sab like a brother as well. You guys always had some kind of beef going on. It's been documented. What, what, what was behind that, if I may ask? Oh man, there's a there's gonna be a whole book written about that, Ian. You, okay. That's a very complex uh, psychological sure. experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, uh, you know, I, I was I was a two year vet, I think, when Warren got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Warren wasn't that. You know, were you there? You were. Oh, I absolutely, I was there. Yeah, you were there. Absolutely, right. yeah. I get my years mixed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how he was when he first got there. Oh, he I was just that. a young, wet rook, kind mm-hmm. of a clown. You know, clowning around. Yeah. He wasn't this mean, nasty. You but know, he had a big mouth for rookie. Yeah, me, but can you can say that. You can say that. Yeah, yeah we're on the bone. We're good. <laughs> we got a button, a special button. <laughs> oh, yeah, special. Just in case. Well, let's not try it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I say this about Warren Sapp. When Warren Sapp got into the locker room, I remember looking at him thinking, how verbose is this young cat? You know, he just, yeah. his confidence level was almost scary to have not done anything. You know, it's hard to walk into an NFL locker room with established yeah. players and pound your chest when you haven't done anything. Now, he did it and got away with it yeah. and then had a wonderful career. But he's, gonna, he's, he's that kind of guy to, to, I say chin check, he likes to chin check people. Yeah, but, you know, you remember, Ian, he, he didn't even start his rookie year. Correct. Santana was starting. Correct. Uh, so, you know, like I say, the whole evolution evolving of Warren mm. Sapp was... Uh, you know, people forget the beginning. Yeah. And, and I, you know, when you grow with somebody, you got growing pains, right? Because, like I said, I was a vet like, mm-hmm. when he got there. And then, you know, he becomes this person who we know as Warren Sapp. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's kind of coming at me. But that's the same guy that I saw walking into the locker room Correct. who's a young kind of clownish kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So... This is kind of bumping the heads going on, you yeah. know, like, um, you know, uh, what do you call it, a fight for power yeah. or whatever, I don't know. And there's a l- little bit of a lack of respect, too. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just a little bit. Yeah, no, well, Warren, a little bit. Uh, like I said, he likes to chin check people. Yeah, yeah. When Warren first got in the locker room, like, he, he made a comment about me having a white wife, okay, for some, he said something about it, right? Mm. So I said, I said, yo, playboy, come here, mm-hmm. sit. I go, sit down. 
We, I go, we are not going to do this. We're, you're not going to disrespect me. Mm-hmm. I've been in here before, but before you, you do not respect me. Are we good? And he looked at me, and he nodded. We're fine. And then he never did it again. Yeah. So then why did you guys have continual beef? Because, Ian, we were in that small little D yeah. line room. Yeah. Uh, I had to see him every day. That right? is tougher. And, you know, honestly, like I said, uh, I think you said in the beginning, you know, Warren, Warren's my brother, man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever need anything, um, you know, he can call me. There you you know, and um, we've been through way too many battles to uh, – for me, for us not to be that way. Now, whether he's ever going to call me or not is yeah, yeah. the thing. Uh, and honestly, actually, I just reached out to him through Derek Brooks uh, this week. Mm-hmm. That's a coincidence you bring it up. Uh, because, you know, man, we're getting older, man. I just wanted to, you know, there's some things that yeah, I want to uh, clear up with him, you know, while I'm still here on this earth. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So, Correct. Uh, but I think Warren was trying to become the face of the franchise. And he you, know, did. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I mean, come on. Like, there's some guys who become the face of the franchise, which he did. But I'm saying he was going out his way to be the alpha dog in that in that locker room. He doesn't know any right. better, though. But he's been an alpha dog his whole, his, his whole life. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I don't know how much of an alpha dog he was at the University of Miami. I mean, I uh, think there are a lot of guys in that locker room who were. Yeah, but, dude, I remember, I remember watching a University of Miami game. Like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah. I was in I was in uh, our hotel room and Tony Mayberry is my my roommate and yeah. I go, come he came out the bathroom. I go come here. Yeah. I go watch that guy. He goes who is like a Warren something. I go watch him. Oh okay. He made every play in the entire game. They yeah. couldn't block him. So you know Warren's been the alpha male forever. That's never gonna change. And it's hard it's hard to explain the the word alpha in an NFL locker room because sure. it's it's chock full of alphas, but yeah. alphas will have to concede. At in, some point, in the lock, it ha- you have to concede in the locker room because there's the, there's the leaders like somebody like Hardy Nickerson. Okay, sure. he was he was a leader on our football team. Right, I'm not going to concede to Hardy Nickerson. Hardy Nickerson knows if he comes in my face and says something, we're going to fight. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, but not everybody's that person. No, so some people will back down. Like I watched Lamar Thomas, who is six one one seventy. Punch Scott Dill right in his face, and Scott Dill didn't do anything. And Scott Dill's six six, three ten. Yeah, it's just it's a tough situation in that <laughs> locker room if you're not that guy. You know what I mean? What what year are we talking about? Because you were what ninety three. You were yeah, drafted. I was drafted. So what what year did Warren uh, ninety five? Okay, mm-hmm. right? yeah. I got two years in before he gotcha. got there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, and we, he was in the room with Warren, so it's going to be different. I'm an offensive lineman. I'm going against them. So me and Cheedy were good, but we still battled. You know, we we battled. Right, but how many guys were in that defensive group of yours? Six, uh, six. No, no, no D line. They probably had ten. Ten, ten, to 10, 10 to twelve, and yeah. you know, those are back in the day when we were in the old one buck. So we were in this little, <laughs> smaller than the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, was our was our meeting room. Right. And so we're right on top of each other, which honestly, and Ian might attest to this. Uh, there's a sort of uh, camaraderie, camaraderie that, sure. that develops in those kind of close quarters, uh, and you really get to know each other. You know, I go into one, but now I'm like, no wonder we're losing. These guys yeah. are not. They got a. They got a palace. They got. Right. Every, they got everything. You know? Like we had Jose uh, that used to do our catering. You know, making his own little salsa. Now you walk in there, and there's this is big palatial. Everything is yeah, just yeah, given yeah. to them, and yeah, it's given to them. They don't have to struggle. That's no, for no sure. struggle. Now you've right. always been an entrepreneur. You ever been to Saks back in the day? Are you old enough to remember uh, Saks? Yes. Jojo? You don't remember uh, Saks? It was no, over no, by the, it was over by the was, water. Yeah, yeah. What did it turn no. into afterwards? It was a jazz um, spot. Uh, the Fox. The, the Fox. Fox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've heard yeah. the Fox. 
Yeah, yeah, put, put, put your mic. It's, it's, it was in your face. It was in his face. So I was yeah. trying to keep it low. Okay, I'll just, I'll just lay down yeah, a minute. Yeah. She's too, she's too young to remember that. When, yeah, when I she, wasn't here though. Yeah, she's she is very, yeah. she is very young. She's a young whippersnapper. <laughs> but you know, you all, you always had kind of an entrepreneur type of mentality. I have too. Uh, what are you doing now with yourself? Um. Nothing. Okay. That's a good, that's a good answer. That entrepreneurial spirit has been mm-hmm. beaten out of me. No. Now, are you I, getting... I got three kids that, that, that uh, make sure to beat me up every day. Okay. Here. So three boys. I and see them. They're good all taller me now. They're so. looking athletes. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all doing... Uh, they're all playing sports. They're all playing uh, basketball. And um, and my middle son, he's a football player. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to University of Minnesota. Wow. Uh, Big Ten, baby. Yeah, yeah, Big Ten. I'm trying to learn about the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should we ask him? I mean, he's a father who's got a son going to play college football. I, I was just going to do it. What is your take? We were talking about the whole CTE discussion and concussion protocols and, and how it's affecting parents' decisions when it comes to their kids playing football. Obviously, he started at a young age and now has gone through it. You having experienced whatever you've experienced, Ian himself, how did how did you, obviously your other sons play basketball, so what was the difference in allowing your other son to play football? Is Or did that come into a, a play at all? No, no, definitely came into play. I, I didn't let him play. I didn't let him play when he was little. Okay. Especially, uh, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big guy who doesn't like, you know, I'm really cautious when you talk about kids following in their parents' footsteps. Sure. Because, you know, they do it because their parent did it. Sure. And with football, and Ian will tell you, I mean, this isn't a game, man. It's not a game. It's it's a sport, mm-hmm. a blood sport, you know. Right. But it's not a game. It's so. Okay? And football is so much different than all the other sports. And I tell parents this, and I go, if your son doesn't like football, that's like torture. Okay. In ba- in basketball, you can just stand there and they'll dribble around you. Right. You can't just stand there in football. You'll get decapitated. That's what happens. So. I coached for quite a while, yeah. youth football, and I used to pull some parents aside. I go, this is not fair to that kid. <laughs> I would say to the kid, why are you playing? Yeah. My dad or my mom wants me to play. Yeah. I don't want that kid on my field. Because right. football, you can't fake football. Nobody's ever faked it before. No. You can fake soccer. You can fake baseball. You can fake basketball. You can't fake football. Now, I know you're, you're an advocate somewhat for CTE. Um, I, I see you tweeting about it or, or Facebook. So, how about yourself? You were on my you were on my podcast not too long ago. We were talking about CTE. What yeah. what are you, what's what's happening in your world as far as you know cognitive uh, decisions and so what somewhat? Um, me and my own health. Yeah, you your own saying? health. Mentally. I mean, that's the frustrating part is that um, you know you know something's going on, but no one can diagnose you mm-hmm. until you're dead. And then they say, oh yeah, yeah, CTE. But what does that mean? Something's going on. Okay, well, me personally, and I'm actually here, you know, I've been kind of grassroots, you know, I'm from Berkeley, California, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dreadlocked and hippie out, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, well, you know, I was riding the border of Oakland now, so watch yeah. it. Baby. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, I'm from the East. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. I got both. I got both. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of guys are saying, and, and we're all kind of, I'm kind of getting this community, you know, of, of guys talking about the concussion, and, you know, we're battling the NFL still, even though their PR firm put out that, you know, oh, they're paying all the guys, and we had this huge gazillion dollar settlement. Whatever. Nobody's getting any money. Nobody. And, and behind the scenes, uh, you know, most things are PR, PR hype, and, 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 and let's get the, get that, uh, get that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my, um, 
my involvement has been kind of grassroots and I've been behind the scenes and I'm starting to meet a lot of people across the nation and even like a lot of NFL wives. Mm-hmm. And if anybody, if you, man, if you get the wives on, on air, yeah. just get a forum and have yeah. the wives tell the story. You'll, 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 people would understand what's really going on. Um, you know, and I'm hearing that a lot of guys are having the same symptoms as me. I mean, sometimes, like right now, I feel great. Mm. You know, I fell asleep in my recliner. You know, mm-hmm. I think I had the window open, so I had a lot of oxygen coming into the house. Uh, but some days are bad, man. And even during the during the day, you know, you just, like, kind of come to a grinding halt. Mm-hmm. And it's more like your brain is, is stuck or mm-hmm. it's it's starting to grind down. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and, and be stuck in mud. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the best way I can describe it, you know. Where you can't, you can't think clearly. You can't focus on things. Can't function. Can't drive. Like, what's... What happens in those moments? It's very painful. And so the problem is, it's... Uh, it's hard to describe. It's painfully, yeah. physically it's painful. painful? Yes. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, yeah, it turns physically. It's neuro. It's neural. Mm-hmm. It's neural pain. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. And you can still do things and you get through it. And the problem is, us football players, we're 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 professionals at pain. Yeah, we love pain almost. So, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and we're so used to having it, mm-hmm. and to our detriment, that we'll keep plugging away, just keep plowing away, you know. Right through it, yeah. And we're dying, but you yeah. wouldn't know it, right? But we're dying inside. But, all, I mean, what, 20 plus years and playing football. Mm-hmm. And if you're hurt, you keep going. Right. Like, yeah. I'm watching the NBA playoffs. <laughs> you know, Kevin you Love, get... you got a concussion from that hit? <laughs> right. You got a yeah, concussion right? EM from that hit. Are well, you kidding me? And he doesn't play the rest of the game. And he's not playing the next game? No, no. no. Come on, man. Well, really? they, just, they just didn't call it concussions back in the day. They called it, you were ding, you'll be fine. And they push you back out there. They tap you on well, your butt. Come thing. on. That's Come on. Go, go get him, champ. Yeah. You know how, that goes. how many fingers I got? Yeah. yeah they, here's some smelling sauce. Get on out there. You but know? there's been so many. Like, even they knew with the Jets head trainer. Uh, and doctor was a neurological doctor for the NFL, but by the way, he didn't have a neurological degree. They just oh, made him a neurological oh. doctor, and he was a guy that wouldn't admit that numerous concussions are bad for your health later on. And he's also the doctor that when somebody on the Jets had a concussion, yeah. they all always asked the same three questions, and all the Jets knew the questions. They already knew the questions. They just want to get him back on the football field. I mean, that's what you're talking about. Um, uh, you know, we're talking about the NFL concussions and what, you know, players go through. But honestly, Ian, I think the fans are complicit. Yeah, they are. We love our fans. Sure. I mean, I signed a million autographs. I just stopped and, and took my time and, and, and talking to fans, even on my social media. I talk, you know, all my teammates are like, you actually respond to these guys? Mm-hmm. I respond, you know. Um, I think it's the least I can do for the fans. You mm-hmm. know, we wouldn't have been nothing without them. But the fans are complicit. They say, oh, you guys knew what you signed up for. Yeah. But I compare it to the military. The military gets PTSD, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the same stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty similar. It's very similar, it's man. Pretty similar. But yeah. they rally around that stuff. They parade them on our football fields, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to stand up and celebrate them and donate to their cause. Wounded Warrior Program, which I've been involved with. But when you talk about NFL players, oh, they knew what they signed up for. I, and, think the, and, I think the difference and, is it's because we made a lot of money. And we, that's, 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 that's the say. problem. That's the main crux. They say, oh, they, they, you they made, made this a lot money, of money. You knew what or you were doing. they have a lot of money still. Yeah. So we don't have any empathy for them. 